Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Dodger Dudes Show with former Dodger pitcher Brett Tomko and his Sandlot buddy Josh the Duker Luke. The Dodger Dudes talk Dodger baseball, Sandlot stories from their youth, and share what it's going to take for the Blue Crew to win the World Series. Don't forget to answer our weekly poll question and fan poll on Twitter and Facebook. The Dodger Dudes Show is part of the Believe Sports Network online at BLEAV.com. The Dodger Dudes believe in the Dodgers. Do you believe? Welcome back to Believe in Dodgers. This is Brett Tomko with my co-host, Josh Luke. Oh, wait, Josh is not here today. Instead, we have a special guest. You've heard uh, us refer to him many a times on the show as the Stat Dude. Um, so he's making his debut, his podcast debut nationwide. My older brother, Scott. Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm not the Duker, but I'll do the best I can. <laughs> no one is the Duker. No one can compete with the Duker on any level, as, as, as we have all heard our whole lives from high school on to now. Um, so Josh is traveling, um, and so we want to get something out there for you guys. So I, I brought in the big guns. Um, Josh has referred to my brother as stat geek, stat guru, stat other things that we can't say um, live, but... Um, Josh is just jealous he hasn't hasn't beat him in like 25 years in fantasy baseball. So uh, no one better to get on and, and help me out a little bit. Um, so, yeah. So how you doing? Doing great. <laughs> so it's weird to see you on a different. Uh, usually we're having like breakfast at McDonald's or or just hanging out doing something. But to actually see you at the house and I'll try to not do my best. Not sitting in a booth eating a egg McMuffin. But. <laughs> McDonald's is not one of our sponsors yet, so we can work on that. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is, um, you know, there's only eight, eight, nine days left in the season, and the Dodgers seem to be in a little bit of trouble right now, um, not playing at the top of their game. Um, they're still winning ball games, but they're not the Dodgers that, that started off uh, the season hot and, and, and kind of killing everybody. So a few things uh, I think that need to be considered that, that we might dive into a little bit um, and, and just see where we can go with it. But I, I think the main thing, and it's been the guy that's been kind of controlling them all year and, and kind of pushing them all year, is, is Cody Bellinger. I know there's a lot of people saying he's in a huge, huge, massive slump. And, uh, you know, he's not doing what he did at the beginning of the season. But who can really do that? Yeah, I mean, you didn't expect him to hit four, over 400 for the whole season. Plus, there's not the intensity is not there in the last few weeks of the season when you have such a big lead so i mean it's of concern but there's still plenty of time to turn it on for the playoffs but i mean he's gonna have to pick it up and find a halfway medium between how he started in april 
and how he's playing in September. Yeah, I mean, the guy hit, like, I think, 419 for April. Like, that's like Ted Williams type stuff, uh, Tony Gwynn type stuff. So, no one's going to really do that the whole season. I got some interesting stats, um, stat dude. Uh, so, at the beginning of the season, from there's two phases basically stretch one, stretch two. And I think if you look through these numbers, we're going to kind of dissect it a little bit and, and see if he's really slumping or not. And really, does it make a difference um, when it comes to the postseason? But from start start of the season till June, hitting at a 346 clip, um, 442, uh, slugging at 695, OPS over 1,000. Um, June to present, 241-ish. Um, this was about a week ago. Um, again, 353, 561, slugging at a 914 um, OPS. Uh, very different numbers um we'll go into batting average balls and plays first stretch hitting 327 second stretch 236 it's k rates um 14.2 percent to stretch to 14.9 percent so kind of the same um hard hit ratio this is this is one that's dropped a little bit sitting 51 percent 51.6 percent slid down in the second one in the second stretch to 45.4 percent but if you look at it a guy like trout he's 44.7 percent a guy like yelich is 49.1 percent so basically he's still at like superstar status yeah i mean if you look at his balls in play two two thirty six i believe you said yeah i mean that's well below the average is 300 so i mean he's getting unlucky as well as you know, so is he really slumping, or is it he just not getting the hits, the balls falling in as much as they were before? I mean, he was fortunate early on in the season, but now he's not getting the luck factor. And part of it might be the shift, you know, them shifting on him because he doesn't get the bloopers. But I mean, that's why the Dodgers are the analytics team, and they, you know, it all averages out in the end. But I mean, you can, you know, just point to little things and pick at him, but he's obviously driving in a ton of runs yeah i mean the the one kind of i don't want to say alarming thing but the line drive rate he went from 30 percent 30.6 percent to 16.7 so he's obviously not hitting the ball as hard and ground ball to fly ratio has gone up so he's hitting more fly balls in the air so he's hitting more fly balls not as many line drives so you look at those numbers and go ah he's slumping a little bit but is he really you know the last the last seven games he's been okay 296 um, you know, last 30 games, 257, but still he's hitting home runs and RBIs. And this is, I think the big thing. And this is, this is where I'll ask you, Scott, if, if it really matters, look at these numbers. So from, from the beginning of the season to May, 20 home runs, 52 ribbies from June to now 25 home runs and 58 ribbies. So where's the dip the, all the numbers don't match up, but he's still driving in runs. And that's what matters. I mean, that's the way the game's played now. It's you're not they're not paying players for batting average anymore. I'm gonna look at Harper's deal. I mean, he yeah, two, you get you get gets, like a billion dollars. <laughs> he gets two forty and he drives it. Nine. So I mean, Bellinger, he's well over that and make making uh, still driving in the runs. So I mean, I would take driving in the runs over the average. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, it, that's the thing. If if 
if you're driving in runs and I, it doesn't matter, you could hit a 190 if you're driving in 130 runs, like who cares? You're still driving in the runs. And we'll talk about a guy that's doing that a little bit later that, that everyone is saying he's having a magical season. So I think what it is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, if he's gone out and he's been lights out at the beginning of the season, I think it was 419 the first month, 320 or 319 the second month. And that's, those are like godly numbers that just people don't do. So the fact that he's dipped in average, like who cares? Who cares? He's still driving and runs. He's still making it happen. It doesn't matter. I mean, pitchers are going to make adjustments too. You think, as as you know, they're not just going to let him pound the ball. You know, he's hitting 419. He came out hot. They're going to make adjustments. Now he's making adjustments, getting his average back up to 290 for the month. I mean, it's just the flow of the game. And as long as he's producing the runs and driving the runs, he's not there to hit. The average at the beginning scene was just a bonus. He wasn't. That's not what he's there for. He's there to drive in the runs, hit the homers, and that's the way they built the lineup. I think people just got excited because you have this guy that starts out so hot, and you you think, oh, triple crown, MVP, and everybody puts so much emphasis on that that you know it's it's hard to sustain that for anybody. And the fact that he's he's not doing exactly what he did the first couple months, so be it. I mean, the main thing is 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 what he's doing right now in the last seven days. He's hitting almost 300, and I think that's the important thing. It doesn't matter how how bad you're hitting as long as you're driving the runs, but you got to get it hot because they're rolling into the playoffs in like a week and a half, two weeks, and if you're not hot, they're going to be in trouble because he's kind of that – that guy, you know, that's the big home runner here. That's gonna that's gonna crush balls. So if he's if he's hot and not or if he's slumping and not hot, you know, the Dodgers. That's that's it's one strike against them. I know there's many other guys there, but he's your he's kind of your big gun. So if he's not he's not firing on all cylinders, it could be tough. And another thing is 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 Dave um, Roberts said, you know, he may be a little bit tired. He's been playing. He's taking on more responsibility in the outfield, playing center field. I don't know if that affects guys or not running around a little bit more. It's just defense, but. You know he's got to do a lot, and he and and he's a great outfielder, so he's had to take on more responsibility. Yeah, moving around, it, it can't help you. I mean, you, you got to have your legs. One night, center field next night, you know, right field the next night. I mean, over the course of a season, I mean, it could be a factor. I mean, it's hot. I mean, it's super hot here in California right now. <laughs> we had too. heat I mean, waves like crazy. It, that doesn't help, and you know, maybe he's just mentally tired. I mean, they've had a big lead forever. And so he could be just well. He's probably he's probably mentally tired because of the whole like MVP thing. I, I would think. I mean, I never was in contention for a Cy Young, um, but but like I would imagine that has to weigh on you, and especially you know the the Jansen troubles and and the, all the injuries that he's had to take on this this role of like the savior. And I'm sure that it's got to weigh on your mind. Yeah, and the media is asking him every every day about ah oh, you're slumping, you're losing the triple crown, you're losing the MVP, and I mean. He's human. He probably wants to win the MVP. And yeah, who wouldn't? Other, who wouldn't? Yeah. yeah, he sees other guys, you know, gaining on him, and maybe started pressing a little bit. I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah, and if he, I think if he drops under three hundred, which he's he's kind of sliding that way. There's there's a lot of the guy. I think Acuna hit his fortieth home run today. Maybe. So, you know, there's a guy that's going to be forty forty, and and Rendon in uh in Washington. I think I think that's the guy to beat. So. I think the MVP thing, he's I think he's an outsider for it. Um, but I, I think I think there's other guys that are, are starting to it's pretty close. I mean, it's gonna be a coin flip. It's gonna be the writer's preference and and, and and who slides in there for the MVP. He's still in the mix, but you know, he's gotta get back to where he's gonna be going in the playoffs because there's a lot of guys that 
that are that are struggling right now. Um, and I think that's the thing. It's they got to get running on all cylinders because you got Max Muncy who, who you know came back really quick from a, a wrist injury. Um, so and he's been he's hasn't been hitting the ball in the last. Uh, 30 days I think it's well granted he just came back I mean it's down in the hundreds so that guy you know you got to get him going um Seager Seager has been pretty solid the whole season he's been the guy that's kind of like you know he's not he's not super flashy he's that guy that's kind of tucked in the middle and he's he's been consistent around the 280 mark in that range to 270 so I think you got to get those guys all on a roll all rolling in the playoffs and I think it's like you said I think it's hurt him that that they've clinched, that they've been the team. They, they're still trying to win games to get home field advantage. But, you know, when that intensity – and I think – who was it uh, a few years back that won the wild card? I mean, it's happened a few times. Teams that roll in and they're in pressure situations and have to win the wild card, they end up winning the World Series. Yeah. They, There's Giants? Some, was some it, was, yeah, they were in the one-game playoff. Yeah, it was the Giants, I think. Yeah, when Bumgarner got hot and they just – we're in the one game playoff and just rolled through. You got momentum. I mean, momentum plays a big factor in things, uh, you know, especially going in the playoffs. You have the team momentum and that camaraderie and that, you know, we're 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 out of it, but now we're starting to get into it and all of a sudden we we snuck in the wild card and then we win. Those teams those teams have that unity like, you know, it's us against the world. So I think you see the Dodgers, they're just kinda I don't want to say coasting, but they've had a lot of injuries They've had a lot of pressure, so it's. I don't know how Dave's going to do it, and how the coaching staff's going to do it. Whether it's, you know, <laughs> it's hard to flip that switch when you're not really running on full to kind of get out there and say, "Hey, we got to start playing like a World Series type, like mentality." Yeah, it's like you said. That's why the wild card teams can be dangerous because they've been playing games for the last two weeks. Every game is almost like a playoff game to them because they're within two and a half, one, you know, one game back and. Every game, they're intense. Dodgers, if they win, I mean, they're going for the home field advantage. But I think they're two back. I think Houston, well, Houston and New York. New York won their hundredth game, so I think Dodgers at ninety-eight. So they're right there. But you know, I think they have more to worry about with all the injuries. So it, it's it's probably not their main concern. But yeah, who wouldn't want the win the win the home field advantage? Well, I mean, they're just getting guys. I mean, some of the guys that, like you said, are that are maybe slumping a little bit. If it was they needed to win these games, they might not even be in the lineup. They're just trying to get them in there to get their at-bats and get ready for the postseason because that's really what matters to the Dodgers now. They've won the division so many times in a row that they they just want to peak for the postseason. Right. While you see it in the NBA sometimes where teams rest their players or give them you know, days off, they don't care. They just want them ready for the playoffs. Right. And so that's the main focus for them right now. It's tough, though. I think that's tough as a player to, to, to not have those – high intensity at bats or those high intensity innings to like replicate that and uh, they're all professionals I mean that's what they're getting paid for they they got to turn it on but that light switch is a hard thing to flip like hey I'm going balls to the wall right now I'm getting after it and those that's hard to do yeah I mean especially when you have to flip that switch and uh Scherzer's on the mound (laughs) yeah right Mad Max is like (laughs) snarling and foaming at the mouth Um, and that's the thing too like that uh, I've said it on on previous podcasts I, Florida did it. Florida was a wild card team, and they went and won, won the World Series. But Washington, if they win the wild card, I'm telling you, they're the scary team. Everyone's talking about, oh, when we play Houston in the World Series, but like, uh, you're gonna have to get through, get by Washington, because they, I think they're gonna be the team that's that's the one to watch. 
I mean, I wouldn't worry about the World Series right now. I'd be worried about, <laughs> no. worried about getting, like you said, if Washington gets there, they might have to go through St. Louis. Their pitching's pretty strong. Yeah. Atlanta's pitching. Atlanta, strong. dude, they're, they they're got like, good I pitching. Mean, people are falling asleep on them. Well, Chicago, yeah. Chicago's making a run. Darvish, <laughs> I don't want to say that too out loud because <laughs> the Dodger faithful will probably get really mad, but Darvish has been on like a crazy run. Yeah, he had a nine-inning stretch where he struck out 24 guys and not – in nine innings over two starts. That that doesn't even sound I mean, real. That's like video game. That's well. That's like it's like if you threw a perfect game and struck out twenty four of the twenty seven people. That's like that doesn't dominant girl softball. Right there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. That's like the best that's, softball pitcher in the world. That's that's like if I faced my little league team, I may be able to strike out that many. I've seen you throw against a high school team when you're in the big leagues, and you win and strike out twenty four. That's true. That's guys. true. I, I did. I I did. I actually got released by a team, and I came home and I set up a game at the high school and had all these high school like kind of the high school all stars around um uh, around this parts. My my buddy kind of set it up and went out there, and there were some kids taking some gangster hacks, man. <laughs> they were the, they were getting after it. Some kid hit me in the gap for like a triple, and I'm like. Dude, if I can't get this guy out, how am I going to get like Barry Bonds out? <laughs> yeah, you went out there, you're all, I'm just going to work, throw some fastballs. And then a couple of kids turned on it, gapped you, and they're all of a sudden you're busting out, cut, busting out cutters and sliders on them. Went Show straight them. game <laughs> mode on them. Um, all right, we got a little fun thing. Um, kind of middle of the show. We I know Scott's not like the normal guest. He's 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 sub co-host, which he's going to do from time time to time. But we're going to throw a game, okay? It's a little game. Don't look at my cheat sheet right now. Okay, it's not you, questions. You cheating? Yeah, shocking. Right. Um, so my my one son, um, I guess the lingo now is one like v. You one v one. So like one on one is called one v one versus right. So this is going to be Tomko v Tomko. Okay, we're gonna take it back old school. Um, so I'm gonna throw out some some different activities, and you're gonna tell me who would win. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I kind of know the answer to every one of these, but I will. And if you don't care about our sibling rivalry, which probably a bunch of listeners aren't going to, it's okay. Go get something to drink right now. Uh, do the laundry, fold some clothes, put the kids to bed or, or whatever, or, or, or take a potty break. But this is going to be entertaining I'll be for honest us. about it too. Oh, yeah, sure you will. Okay, 1v1 or Tomko v Tomko. <laughs> Ping pong. Oh, I'm going to win that. Oh, jeez. Sure. Oh. There's, there's no doubt about that. Throwing a little raw bass DJ. Oh, yeah. yeah. When we grew up, we had a ping pong table in the uh, in the uh, garage, and it, it, we had all these blankets all over all the stuff so we wouldn't lose the ping pong balls. And we had – it was cassette back then, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was raw bass and DJ Easy Rock. Uh, it Takes Two. That was like the one song that came. And it was like every time that comes on, there will be like a phone call or a text to each other like, oh, dude, ping pong. Dude, I, I don't know. I, I might give you the ping pong. I don't know. It'd be a battle. Dude, I had a ping pong table at my house for like five years. You wouldn't even come over and play true. me. That's true. Yeah, I'm not going to put it on that. All right, next one, darts. Oh, I'm going to win that too. <laughs> of course. You can't win every single one, but I mean. Uh, I mean, it would be close. The last, well. I mean, you get, you get, you, back in the day, it would be a good battle. Back in the, back in yeah, back in the day, it'd be a good battle, but now I have oh, a dartboard at my right, house. Right now, I have a dartboard at my oh, house. You probably beat me right now. And the last time we played, I won. You probably beat I just me right just now. for the record. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant career wise. Okay, for career stats. <laughs> okay, next bowling. Oh, you'd win in bowling for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm a big game bowler. Yeah, you're a big game bowler. One summer I was pretty good, but you know, you, no, you're a good game. You're. We you're, do have a no, like plus plus. He can bowl. 
strongly with a house ball. Yeah, house ball. I can put a little I call them house balls. <laughs> house balls. I forgot that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, there's there's my player's weekend name for the back of my jersey, house balls. Yep. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, hmm. Wiffle ball, backyard growing up. I'd smoke you. <sighs> you can't hit. I'm yeah, okay. <laughs> I will defer to that. Yes. I would have to make him hit his opposite hand. He would always have to hit left-handed against me cuz yeah, he would beat me. And, he, and he's a few years older than me, so um tennis. I'd win at tennis. Yeah, cuz I can't yeah, serve. You can't serve. Yeah, no, I can't serve. <laughs> You're the worst second serve in the history of tennis. <laughs> I'm the worst you first serve in the history of tennis. <laughs> Which is probably good because it probably saved your arm. <laughs> Yeah, you're not the one having shoulder surgery like me. Right, from right. Tennis. My brother's had a few surgeries, shoulder surgeries and hip surgeries, and and so now if we we if we if we tow be a battle now. Yeah, it'd be a big battle now because you, I got, you're I got not a racket. You're not as limber as you used to no, be. That's true. Um, golf. Oh, that's I have he's to throw beat, this in there. He's beat me one time ever. One time ever. ever. It was and the I, greatest I, three wood in the history of first three of woods. All, I already I had I was coming off like a surgery, and he got me out there, and he. Pulled it off on the 18th hole. It was one of the greatest three ways I've ever seen. So, but that's one time out of, I don't know. Yeah, it's a hundred at least. <laughs> I I signed the scorecard for him. It's in his trophy. Yeah, room. it's actually in. I have a little like memorabilia room and like locker with all my jerseys and bats around, and that is in the locker signed by him. It's definitely it's it's a showpiece. People are like, oh, where'd you did you golf at like Augusta <laughs> or did you golf at Pebble Beach? I'm like. No, it was in Lake Elsinore, right by right by the A Ball Stadium, <laughs> Summerlin, I think, or Summerlee or something. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. What about putting? Who's a better putter? You're a better putter from eight to fifteen feet consistently, but overall, I'm probably a better putter from lag putting. But I thought you're going to be honest, like this whole thing. You are a better putter from eight. The 15 feet but you got to hit it between 8 to 15 feet all right. but overall i would say you're probably a better putter all right um basketball oh this is this is gonna strike a nerve with him oh that's tough that's <laughs> tough because he's got he's got records to show for it but yeah i think we brought that up on one podcast i, I think i'm a better player so, than him oh gosh. like court awareness <laughs> is the difference wow like court awareness is the difference so listen so he, we're two different type of players that though. well yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna venture into this for a second two different type of players i i was one of the taller kids on my um on my high school team so i i had to learn how to play the post you know i played four or four power forward and three guards so i played down low scott was more of an out, outside shooter so he's more like a two or a three guard so definitely we played a lot of pickup basketball uh growing up and, and especially after we got out of high school we played a lot um so i get a phone call I get a, this. This is this is you definitely different players, and this is this is what I'm going to tell you right now. So I get a phone call, and he's like, "Brett, Brett, can you meet me by the gas station off the freeway? I think I tore my bicep tendon." So I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah," because like you've seen stuff like this. And so as I'm driving over there, I'm thinking, like, why aren't you going to the emergency room? Why are you calling me to check out your arm? So I meet him at the gas station, and he's out there, and he's like, "Look, look, look, look what do you think?" And I'm like. Feeling around, I'm like, well, it does, yeah, it doesn't look like it's. And he's like, well, what about this? And he's got this big ball of a muscle, like balled up at the top of his arm. And I was like, oh yeah, that doesn't look good. So I go, what happened? <laughs> and he goes, well, 
I got the ball and I, I was driving to the hole for a layup and this guy blocked my shot. And my, my first reaction, it wasn't like, oh, are you okay? It was like, dude, you know your game. Why are you driving to the hoop? Stay on the outside and shoot three-pointers. You're not the only one that said that. Oh, either. yeah, his wife. I, my other, a couple other friends go, dude, you know you're a perimeter player. Why are you driving to the, ba- driving to the hoop? Well, his wife has banned him from playing any pickup basketball been, for the yeah, rest I'm of his life. I'm not basketball anymore. So, um, what, I can go a, a lot of other places, but I can't play pickup yeah, basketball. Yeah, well, wow. I mean, I mean, he, one of, and he's thinking about one it. of us got paid to play. Well, like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, but what, what can I say? Different but. hitter. Scott was a good hitter. Scott was a great hitter. Uh, we played junior yeah. college together. Um, we did face each other in an inner squad, and um, it, it went. It went. It didn't go great for me. Um, but the first pitch, I tried to knock him down. Um, that was that was my first intent. Like, all right, I'm gonna rush him back right here. So I threw one up and in on him. Yeah, yeah, buzz the tower a little bit. But then he proceeded to do what? Line it right over your ear. Yeah, he almost hit me right in the ear, right in the face. So um, uh, he's better at baseball. I'll that might be that. a coin flip. Uh, hitting wise, uh, you're better. I'll give I'll give a, I'll give hitting to you, and then I'll take the pitching. I'll, part. I'll take the hitting. Well, oh, you're gonna take the pitching part. Yeah, I'm That's gonna take bigger. the pitching part. Yeah, I, I never threw. I never threw like you. Okay, and the most important. This is maybe the most important sporting event of our entire childhood and adulthood as as it is. Miniature golf. Oh, you only have one title, the Tacoma Open. That's the only time you beat me at miniature that, golf. I, I I don't think so. I think there's been more that we just have. They haven't been sanctioned events. That they haven't been actual tournaments. So we have. We have where we grew up in Orange County. If any, there's Orange County people listening to this. There's a place called Camelot, and Camelot is this place that we grew up going to. It was a family fun center and go karts, batting cages, where we would go for batting cages when we were in little league and put the tokens in. And people didn't have batting cages at their houses and stuff like that. So, but had a miniature golf course and like maybe the best miniature golf courses ever. There was like eight of them. Absolutely, it was huge. So, the the tournament is only on course one and two. It's the two originals. So when we do have a sanctioned event, it's always course one and two, and it, it and it's a battle. We take it very seriously. It's I pretty want, embarrassing, actually. Yeah, people, people have come like, up to us and go, uh, "You take this pretty seriously." Well, we take all we take all our competitions very seriously. We're still competitive to this day, but yeah, those are definitely. Uh, and as you can see, he thinks he's better than most. I'll ask you. Let me ask you one. FIFA soccer. Oh, FIFA. <sighs> I know where this is going and it's not quite fair. Um, I was really good. So I would, I would kind of, I would kind of relate my game to a very aggressive, um, high, high risk, high reward type player. And I think that's, I think that's what wins championships. I really do. Maybe (laughs) he's going to didn't win us the world cup. (laughs) We played, we played FIFA soccer before these kids nowadays. Let's talk about these kids nowadays. They have these games that they're automatically saved or, you know, you never die. Like, so it's not like back in the day, Super Mario, you had three lives. So FIFA soccer, you couldn't save. So we played for like the entire day. If we left, we left the TV on and we got all the way to the finals. And he went for a slide tackle, missed the slide tackle. The other team caged it and we lost the world. We Cup. lost the world. And I've we... never played world cup soccer with him again. Yeah. So as you can see, we're very competitive and then enough about us. Let's get back to uh, probably what you want to hear more, but that's a little, it's a little competition about Tomko V Tomko <laughs> as my son <laughs> would say. Um, so I think the big thing is, is that what we got to talk about all these guys that are, that are, that are 
ha- or air quotes slumping. Um, you know, I think we got to look at some things. The guys like Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson is having you know an incredible year, um, and Max Muncie having an incredible year. But these guys are hitting low two hundreds, and I, I think what the big thing we need to talk about going into the playoffs is those two thirty averages, those two forty averages. Even though they're hitting a ton of home runs, how does that play? When you're facing the number one and number two starters and the back end of the bullpen, you're facing the, the best guys in the bullpen. You're not facing, you know, four starter, five starter. And I think during the season, that's where those guys bolster their average. Uh, a lot of guys, I, I think across the board, and I remember when I was playing, it was you knew when you went up to against the number one pitcher and the number two pitcher that you're going to have a tough day. You're going to go out there against Mad Max, Scherzer. Or, or you're going to go up against Kershaw, and and you may take an 0 for three, or an 0 for four. You just know that. But when you come down and face the number four starter or the number five starter, you expect to try to get two, three hits, and and then it kind of evens out. So when you get in the playoffs, it's a whole different story than the regular season. Yeah, I mean the regular season, the way I say it is like, it's like fantasy baseball. So they're they're feasting on the four and five starters, getting their stats up. It looks good for your fantasy team. But when the playoffs come, it's how you hit. Verlander, it's like you said, how you hit Scherzer, how you hit Strasburg. So those two forty averages, you know, you got you factor in the four and five starters. So those two forty averages go down to two hundred to ten, maybe. So now you're talking about you're getting two hits out of every ten at bats, and you're facing Scherzer and Strasburg. That's eight at bats. I mean, I think you've seen that in the last two World Series for the Dodgers. I mean, they get, they all of a sudden there'll be games they'll go eighteen innings and score one run. I mean. That's the way, you know, they that's what have their problem. But as long as they have the people in the middle, I think like Turner and those yeah. are the key guys. Like those guys are getting on base and you need those consistent guys to get the walk or the get, you know, tough at bat and, you know, send the pitch counts, get these guys out. And then hopefully, you know, somebody like Peterson squares one up, which he's done in the yeah. playoffs in the past, I mean- but He's, he had big home runs. He hit the home run off of Scherzer when they were down one nothing. He hit a home run off of uh, Verlander in the World Series, which, you know, those are the number one starters. So he's getting it done. And it's, it, you know, he's having an incredible season. And I think with the analytics today, everyone's pitching up. And that's what type of hitter Peterson is. He crushes the ball up. I saw, I saw a stat on him that his uh, slugging percentage on balls up is up over like 600. So, you know, with the world – the way the world is today with, with the analytics and pitching up and trying to go for strikeouts and going for home runs, it plays into his kind of his game. That's what his game is, is to try to hit, hit home runs. He's not going up there to, you know, get base hits and, and, you know, play small ball. No, not at all. I mean, it'll be interesting also to see in the playoffs as far as Peterson goes is when, if they start a right-handed pitcher, I've seen teams bring in a a lefty just to get him out of the lineup. I mean, well, he's only had, I think we looked it up. He's only had, gosh, it was, 30 some or 50 at bats i mean yeah so i think it was like 40 something 40 some at bats against um against left-handers and like 300 against right hand he had, and he's got all his home runs off of right-handers so you can't you you can't you can't i don't think you can count on him against a left-hander no but i mean you might have to sacrifice one at bat if their bullpen has a bunch of right-handers in it just you know in the middle of the game so you keep them in the lineup right yeah and, so i mean yeah because you got a guy like Freeze, it depends how they platoon people too. You know, Freeze is going to get a lot of first base stuff, um, and he's been hitting. And I think you talk about like the, I'll say the foundation. Like I kind of talk about like we really haven't hit Turner much on this podcast at all. But 
like to me turner is what like the foundation is he's like the foundation of a house like he's the concrete everything's going to be built around him and and you know i don't think he's gotten much love the whole season he's he's hurt i know i talked to someone today in the dodgers that he's very close to being back um you know as soon as he can make some baseball moves and cuts um but they're taking it real slow with him but he's the foundation he's what the house is built on if he goes and he's got that experience he's going to do great and then you have the other guys that are like part of the house they're the the bells and whistles they got uh, i was thinking about jock peterson he's like the home theater you know it's it's really cool you know it's 30 some home runs big screen tv you got that you got matt monk matt max Muncie. maybe he's the i don't know the outdoor patio <laughs> like this guy's only he's once in a while like right. you know, yeah like, you know it's not every day he's not you know it's not it's not getting it done every single day but hey when you walk over to the house you're like dude this is really nice right? this is great the, the whole package Seeger's like you know the great room like he's he's steady it's always there it's still really nice hitting out a 280 clip or 279 like still a nice kitchen it's a nice it's a nice kitchen <laughs> nice kitchen yeah. nice nice stove <laughs> right so i mean and then we talk about well we got to talk about like kershaw what, what's he in the house oh oh wow workout that, room that's pretty tough like nah, he's more important than the workout room <laughs> some people that are like i'm not working out he's like the all. he's like the roof good master suite he's like the roof he's the roof he's the yeah roof. you can't have a house you without the roof nope, you can't have i like yeah, that i like that, I like that. That's really good. <laughs> Do we dare say what's Jansen right now? Uh, uh, <laughs> I know a couple of my friends, what, what they would say he is. Maybe like the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully not. He's the nice electric, like self-closing, yeah. you know, expensive toilet that, that is still really nice to use, right? Right, yeah. He's that one appliance you got that works sometimes, but, you know, it's like but it's on the fritz a little bit. It's on bit. the fritz, it's yeah. The, the, fritz. the warranty, the warranty. You're not sure right, about the warranty right. if it, you've extended the warranty or right. not. You should have got that five-year Do- warranty at Best Buy. Do, do, do the Dodgers have the extended warranty on Kenley Jansen? That's, that is the cool. We should put that on Twitter. Yes. Do, we, do we have the extended warranty? <laughs> um, you know, I think that's a big thing because Kershaw the last 30 days and Ryu the last 30 days have not been great. You know, their, their ERAs are hovering around five. Um, and those guys, if they don't turn it around, and, and these key pieces, you know, I like for me, I think I know Turner's going to be there. I know Seager's going to be there. They've been big in the playoffs. Peterson's been big in the playoffs. You hope he's going to keep that. But the big variables is Rich Hill going to be healthy. I know he's testing out his knee. Verdugo's not going to be there, from what I know um, and what I've heard. He's not even close. He's not even doing baseball activities. So you, you can't even count on him. Maybe if you get farther down the line and the the division championship or the world series, maybe he's able to bounce back from that, but you, you can't count on those guys. So you need these big parts of the house. You need the roof. You need the kitchen. You need all those things to make this like, you know, a mansion. Gosh, exactly. are, wow. These analogies. Wow, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're taking this deep. I'm taking it super deep, but you need the, you need those things. And, and, and if the Dodgers don't get that rolling along these next, you know, it's not like they have a month to figure it out. You know, are these people, is, is Turner's ankle going to heal up? Is Hill's knee going to heal up? Um, is his arm going to hold up? Are these all these pieces going to, is Jansen going to figure it out in the next nine days? Are all these pieces going to come together to be a World Series champion? I know, I mean, I mean, the bottom line is if Kershaw or Ryu don't, don't pitch well, I mean, yeah, they have I, no chance. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, that's well, a, 
I mean, that, I mean, that's just the bottom line. I mean, if those two guys don't win, I'd say at least two games in the series, if not three. I mean, the Dodgers aren't going to advance. I mean, that's yeah. just the way it goes. I no, mean, there's they, no chance. If, if they're not, you're right. If they're not pitching good, it's and that's most playoff that's, teams. Yeah, most playoff teams. That's the way it goes. It's the it's the hot pitching that is going to win it. Well, and that's why Houston's so tough. And and I know everyone's looking way down the road to hey, like the World Series matchup of the Yankees or or Houston and the Dodgers. It's you know you you got to get out of the 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 division. You know, you got to get out of the out of the division. You got to get out of the, uh, playing the wild card team that win that wins in. If I was a Dodger fan, I'd be rooting really hard for that wild card game that Washington doesn't win that. Yeah, well, yeah, because I I think like I said, I think they're the scariest team. Um, you know, we're gonna do a show here in the next week or so about the wild card and and, and really focus on those teams uh, and, and what they're all about. But you know, it's gonna be tough. I think you know Jansen's been the storyline the last two months, and and if he doesn't, my personal opinion, if he doesn't get together, they're gonna it's gonna to be tough. And I I feel I feel like they're gonna start using him. I, you know, I know he's the big guy. I know he's the closer, but you know, from what I know and kind of the rumblings that he's gonna be used, you know, in certain situations and, and hopefully build him some confidence. And if you know he, it might turn out that he's not the guy. He's not the the closer that's locking it down. Maybe it's kind of closer by committee because there's some guys that have been doing it um, from the left side and the right side that, you know, you're talking about one inning. If you've got guys that are shutting down one inning and they're hot pitchers, you might have to roll with the hot hand. Yeah, I mean, you, it's not time to make friends. It's not an ego thing. Where it's, it's not like, an ego thing. You just got to go with who's hot. And I think part of the problem with Jansen is he's showing glimpses of the old Jansen. It's not like he's pitching terrible all the time if he was pitching terrible all the time it'd be easy just to pull him out but he's not pitching terrible all the time he's pitching well enough here and there where you go oh there he is so we're not going to give up on him did you take that chance of like oh he's doing okay should we roll him out there for you know a one nothing game in a five game series and we have to win this it's i mean you almost i think you're gonna have to do it the first time. Yeah, you're gonna have to do it the first time. And if he fails, then you pull the plug, maybe? I, I don't know. It's it's gonna be one of those discussions internally in the front office and Dave in his office with Freeman and 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 what do we do with this guy? And you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of Dodger fans from from who what I've talked to and like they're they they would be okay with that. They would be okay with him not being the closer and, and just getting the guy that's gonna get the job done. Yeah, but like you said, None of these guys have got the job done before in the playoffs. Kelly has though. He he was dominant and it, that's true with Boston. I mean he he had the run last year with Boston that was as dominant as anybody. Has he been that guy all year? No, he wasn't that guy at the beginning of the season, and he struggled the last week. But he went on a stretch here for a month, month and a half where he was as lights out as they could be. So you you you, you throw that variable like eh, maybe. Yeah, I mean like you've seen it plenty of times. When you're playing, there's guys that just do it in the playoffs. Yeah. So maybe Kelly's that guy. Yeah, you would hope he can flip that switch. But uh, well, let's let's backtrack just a little bit. The last two playoffs, I mean, the last two, yeah, the last two playoffs, he hasn't. He struggled. So it's, I think that seed in the back of his mind, maybe something that creeps in there. And confidence, confidence is a huge thing. Once you lose a little confidence in yourself and you get thrown right back in that situation, he's going to get into a playoff game or a division title game where it's on the line, you can't help but when you're warming up 
uh, you're human. Everyone's human. And, and it's human nature to think like, ah, this is just like last year. I hope I can get it done. And, and you know, the great ones, maybe they don't do that. Um, but I know in situations where I got into it that you always have that, like that memory that shoots back into you. Like I got to get it done this time. Yeah. I mean, the, the margin for error is so small that if you lose your edge, I mean, it's almost like driving a race car, a Formula One car. If you lose your edge, oh, then, you're going in the wall. Yeah, I mean, you're going <laughs> in the wall. I mean, that's I mean, that's how I can relate closing. Like, it's almost like you're driving a Formula One car, and if you lose with, that with edge, no brakes, with no brakes, <laughs> especially in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I I hope it all comes together. I hope all these guys that are injured, you know, that Hill and Muncie's wrist will get better, and Turner gets back, and. Jansen figures it out in his head and Ryu and Kershaw get back to what they were doing the first half of the season. And we saw a glimpse with Ryu. He went out there for, I think it was six or seven innings um, and shut it down. So you would hope that those guys kind of get all back together and get kind of steamrolling going into the playoffs in these last nine days and roll into to the playoffs on full forces. And they go out there and they, they do what they did the last year. Last year they went in there, they steamrolled. And that's, I think, I think that's what all the Dodger fans want to see. That's what the Dodgers and the front office want to see and Dave wants to see. And, you know, hopefully that happens. But there's a lot to still be uh, to be played out and kind of sought through a little bit, and, and time will tell. I mean, they're, they have plenty of time to get uh, the rotation set for the playoffs. I mean, that's the advantage of being ahead and get Turner right. I mean, if you're in the race, you have to be playing him. And I, Yeah, because he's going to need some at-bats. I mean, you were a hitter, you were a hitter in college – you take a lot of time off like that there's you lose i would i would say i would imagine you lose your timing a little bit and things are going to seem a little faster and i'm sure he's still doing stuff in the cage whether it's just flips or or something to just swing the bat but i would imagine you can't just fire into a game and 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 be like oh i unless i've seen barry bonds do it um in spring training he took off most of spring training came back hadn't swung a bat for like 30 days came in first at bat home run so i mean it can be done but i would imagine most people it's going to take a few at bats or a few games to get it going yeah i'm sure he'll get some at bats the last weekend of the season just you know to get him in there you know maybe play you know maybe almost like a spring training thing get a couple at bats and sit him out so he doesn't play defense and he'll be fine i mean you heard it here he'll be fine (laughs) i'm not i'm not worried about turner i'm worried about you know just it's almost like you worry about the big three. It's 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 Kershaw, Ryu, and Jansen, and it's 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 that cliche: pitching and defense wins championships. And if they're running on a hundred percent, you know, full force, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I do have a couple questions that I'm going to get to um, from one of our our big fans. Uh, we'll call him B. Latrell. Um, I'll ask these questions and, and see if uh, what you think. Uh, will home runs be the main story in the playoffs like the regular season? I don't think so. You don't think so? Why no. is that? I mean, there'll be games that are decided by home runs, of course, but playoffs are low-scoring games. I mean, the, the, the outliers, that game with the – Well, Houston, and you're facing your, your big starters. You're facing starters. the one-and-two starter <laughs> most of the time and at least four times in a seven-game series. And – most of the playoff teams, their third starter's pretty good, too. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> you got Grinky or something yeah, like Grinke that. Yeah, Grinky or something Well, Bueller. Like that. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, they're all guys I mean, that are they're good. All, they're all power arms. And then you're facing 
You're not facing the middle reliever, right? You're not facing you. a per se Brett Tomko and the fourth or fifth starter. I know you wouldn't say it. No, I, I, would, never, <laughs> I, would, never, I would never say that. Not out loud, at least. <laughs> but I just think that, I mean, of course someone's going to hit a game-winning home run. It always happens in the extra innings, but... Not, not any more than it than it usually is. Yeah, in the, usually in the World is. Series in the World Series. I don't think it's going to be like. There's not going to be like crazy a like so- home softball run. games and stuff like that. It just doesn't happen. There might be one game here and there where a team hits five home runs because it's yeah. just it just. I mean, happens. yeah, it might be in an eleven to one game or something. It'll happen where the middle reliever that will see one appearance the whole whole <laughs> right, series right. will get in there. Right. Right. All right, next question. We have one more question. Will Dave Roberts rely on his instincts over analytics at any point during crucial playoff moments? That's a good that's a great question because that's pretty of, good. Yeah, because that's a that's that's a question I think I hear I hear that a lot from people um just cuz the last two World Series because analytics is such a big part of of baseball now and and Dave is not afraid to walk out there in the 4th inning and start matching up against people and start going lefty righty matchup from fifth inning on. So um I have my opinion. Let me see let me hear your opinion. The lineup <laughs> is definitely probably going to be set by analytics, I would think, not by his gut instinct, which I would like to see it more of a gut instinct because I feel like the platoon thing in the regular season is good, but they're getting guys can get hot and you just want to ride that hot hand. The pitching I hope here and there he goes with his instincts, but because it is the playoffs and there's extra off days, guys can go back to back and then day off and then back to back day off. Like you can't do that in the regular season. So I think I would say it's going to be 85% analytics and 15% instinct. I like that. I think, I think there will be a lot of analytics with pitching just because that's what he's done. He's got a history of, of doing that. So I don't think, he'll change that much he may i think with the jansen situation on the back end of the bullpen he may have to think a little bit more about it um uh lineup wise i think he's gonna i mean he's gonna have to he's gonna have to do that because you got a guy like peterson that that's not gonna probably play against left-handers i mean he may he may roll the dice but he hasn't done it very much and he's he's not hitting great against left-handers so it might be a situation where it's like hey you're gonna sit you may pinch hit later or or replace somebody but other teams are going to do that too. They're going to match up. They're going to match up, you know, from the sixth, seventh inning on. So, like you said, Peterson's going to have to face a left-hander maybe here or there. But, you know, I, I think I think analytics is the way baseball is. It's it's I've said it before. It's the landscape of baseball right now. And I think I think Dave's going to have to because he's shown the history of it. I mean, especially the Dodgers. The way I mean, they've done it the whole season. So they're like I mean, one of the biggest. I mean, Tampa Bay, Oakland, L.A. They're the well, Chicago too. Yeah, I mean, so. He's not going to change that much. There's still some gut. I, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some gut things. Maybe, and maybe because of what happens has happened the last two years. I haven't talked to Dave about it. Um, we talked a little bit after the season last year about some bunning situations and stuff like that, like in a World Series. Because I think analytics, in you know, we've talked about it a lot. Analytics on a, on a, a large sample sale of a whole season, it makes sense. The percentages make sense, but when you get to the playoffs and it's a small sample like i almost feel like you got to throw some of it out the window because some of it doesn't make sense like if you're if you get a guy on second base and nobody out like the play is the bunt because you got to score because you know what if you lose the game you may it might be a five game series you may be out yeah i mean i think the analytics as far as 
studying the lineup and maybe matches work, but like as far as in-game strategy when the playoffs start, I I don't think it works at all, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I just I mean, I think that's why they lost to Houston the first in the first World Series is because they just didn't get that play for that one run when they needed it. Yeah. I mean, they get a runner on second and they're shifting and there's no one on that side. I mean, I mean, I, I I get it that you can hit a two run homer, but what other percentage have you hit a two run homer off Verlander in the playoffs? Pretty yeah. slim. I mean, I'm pretty sure that it's got to be. There's got to be hard some number. It'd be hard enough to get that bunt down off of them to hit a home run. I mean, it's hard to hit home runs. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, but I just think I would like to see more instinct from Dave or the front office. Let him do more of in game strategy as far as that goes. I mean, I don't mind the analytics like, okay, this guy hits this guy better, this guy, you know, the matchups, relievers, and all that. But as far as getting that run, and I mean, I was in the World Series with a box with a, watching the game with a lot of the sports writers, and they're just like, why aren't we bunning? You know, and yeah. it might work sometimes, but I just think over that short period when you need one win, yeah. I mean, over, like you said, over a season. The analytics are going to work because it's just the sample size is so big. That's what the analytics all is. You got to have a big sample size. But when you got to win three games, yeah, it's gonna it's a lot different. Well, hopefully the Dodgers will figure it out. Hopefully um, all those pieces uh, come together. But a little bit of a recap, you know, Bellinger not really slumping. Average is not where he would want it, but all his other numbers work out to to be in still superstar caliber. Um, you know pitching staff has to, to tighten it up um get a little bit more consistent down the stretch run ryu kershaw 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 that that's a new guy that's a good one. yeah okay yeah, yeah. kershaw see the roof of the shed in the back <laughs> yeah he's the he's the roof of the shed kershaw's the the mansion and and kershaw is the shed roof yeah thank you um you know jansen figure it out we'll see what happens with him and 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 all the other pieces that fit in there, you know, the, the Petersons having great seasons, the Muncie's having a great seasons. You hope those guys come through. Um, Tomko v. Tomko. Obviously, I'm not a very good athlete because I, I I'm not I'm not as good as my brother at anything. Apparently, you did pick some like really non-athletic things, more of like. Like, I'm just saying, I just want to recap that so people know. So when they see us walking down the street, you're like, I'm very good at leisure activities. <laughs> so, and, uh, and yeah, so, and a couple good questions by B Luttrell, uh, made us think a little bit, but, uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you, Scott, um, stat dude for, for filling in for Josh. I'm sure, I'm sure once he hears this, he's going to be a little bit worried. He's going to have to do a little more research. So he's on top of his game or he's going to get taken over. Got to make sure the Duker is on top of his game. All right, man. So, uh, check us out on, uh, Twitter and Facebook at the Dodger dudes. That's Dodger singular. Um, and, uh, you know, get on, subscribe, give us some ratings. Um, go to Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V. Check out some of the other podcasts. Uh, a ton of podcasts out there covering all sorts of stuff. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on, Brett. Oh, anytime, big bro. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Dodger Dudes Show with the former Dodger pitcher Brett Tomko and Josh the Duker Luke. Whether you're at the stadium, on your couch, or at work, don't forget to interact with the hosts on social media at The Dodger Dudes on Twitter and Facebook. That's The Dodger Dudes on both Twitter and Facebook. Check out other SoCal sports podcasts at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Now go vote on our Twitter and Facebook fan poll and tune in again soon. Game on.
listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.